0: Good morning. On this Saturday morning, welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. As believers and as Christians, our need to be able to communicate with our Heavenly Father and communicate with the Lord Jesus and be able to communicate with the Holy Spirit in our lives is as vital as breathing air. We need to know. We need to be able to understand and we, we need to be able to have knowledge of what it is that is being uh, made known unto us. So therefore, because that is important, then we need to develop the discipline to be able to hear with a listening ear what the Spirit of God is saying to our lives. Now, we had main, mentioned <clears throat> earlier in some of our other teachings or devotionals in the morning. The the hindrances or some of the things that do cause that communication to be broken off. Either lack of it or it's just totally uh, missing. Or just things that are part of making it work that are not there. All the machineries and all the equipment and all the tools that are made to do a specific job have certain things in them that give them that ability. If we take certain gears or certain portions or motors or or whatever out, then the thing is not going to function the way that, that it's supposed to. So when we look at our life of prayer with the Lord and with him communicating to us his will and his purposes, then we need to be able to understand some of the spiritual mechanics that hinder our prayer, our prayers, our prayer life or our life of prayer unto God. So let's look at some of these today. Uh, We've already mentioned in the book of Proverbs that The turning away of the ear, not wanting to hear what God has to say or regard the instruction that he wants to give us can result in our prayers even being considered an abomination before him. Now, that is a very stiff word that is used there. Uh, we can think of, well, God is a loving God, you know. He said that he would hear our prayers uh, and give us whatever we want. Yes, but everything is conditional. It's not automatic. It's not a push-button uh, thing where you just push a button and the thing just happens. But there are conditions that have to be met. Well, when we look at the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, for those that are married for those that have husbands uh, or those that have wives, and uh, uh, not in particularly not talking so much about the single people at this point, but those that are married. The scripture says, Likewise you husbands dwell with them, talking about the wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Now, the word that is used there for hindered is frustrated or cut down or cut off or cut out or hewed down. Simply, in other words, something that that affects it from being effective. So the prayer life of an individual, and especially the husbands, because not only are they the husbands, they can possibly be the fathers of the home. Therefore, it is important to set the example, the example in every possible way that we have learned from the example of our Heavenly Father, our relationship with Him. And as I said yesterday, not every relationship with an earthly father has been a good one. Not earthly relationships have been cultivated where we can say it was a good relationship. Many are bad. Therefore, to develop a relationship with our Heavenly Father for many That may be, well, how in the world do I do that? I've never known a loving father. I've never known a caring father. Uh, I've never known a father that was there when I needed someone. When, When things like that happen. But that is why when we are born again, the Spirit of God is sent into our hearts that we may learn to cry, Abba, that is to say, Father. And it is important to draw, especially the men as fathers, to draw from that relationship so that they can understand what it is that we as men or as husbands, uh, what is required of us and one of those things is that we dwell with knowledge according to knowledge giving honor and and the word honor there is not a very heavy duty word it just means simply giving value esteeming highly or esteeming of the highest degree or with dignity or to treat precious, or to treat as with a price, all of these things. So, in our communication with our Father, when it comes to prayer, many prayers can be hindered because there is a lack of giving honor to the wife, uh, not considering that she is also an heir together, Uh, with the husband of the grace of life. And of course, the same thing of the wife not giving respect that is due to the husband, the honor that is due to him. So that takes us to another point. We can have our prayers hindered by lack of having this knowledge. But in in James in chapter 1, In verse 5, it talks about if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Okay, if you were to take that verse just by itself with no uh, uh, pretext or any post text, anything before it or after it, it would almost seem okay the moment that you ask God. Uh, He's going to give it to all men. In other words, uh, it's just going to happen. You you ask him, he gives it. But in James chapter 1, in verse 6, it says, But let, let him ask in faith. Everything that is ever asked of God must be in faith, it cannot be outside the realm of faith. And faith is the realm of walking in the Spirit. It has to be. It says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. And the simple term that is used there for uh, wavering is to separate thoroughly. That means you're not going to have any second thoughts, any third or fourth. It also means to withdraw. Wavering, that means, okay, you withdraw from believing or from having faith. Or to oppose the thing that that you are asking for. One minute yes, one minute no. But it says to ask in faith nothing, no exception, no thing, not even one wavering. For he that wavereth is like this like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Verse number seven. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So, not asking anything in faith, whether it's wisdom or whatever, is going to result in us doubting. And if we doubt, we're wavering. And if we're wavering, we're like the waves of the sea that are driven with the wind and tossed. And the scripture says, do not let that man think that he's going to receive anything of the Lord. A doubly minded man is unstable in all his ways. The same writer, James, identifies that being a person that wavers and doubts and not, and not, Stay fixed and focused will result in being unstable not only in our prayer life but in all of our ways. Now, just consider that how f- not walking, asking, believing in faith is going to result us being unstable in all our ways. Why? Because the stability of our ways is walking the life of faith, living the life of faith. Now, the same author, James, says in James chapter 5, verse 14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. It says, Let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and it says the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed, uh, shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Then it says, confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, here is where it gets interesting. This part of confession, it has to do with forgiveness, forgiveness of sins, and it has to do with sometimes having to go and forgive or ask forgiveness of people that we have offended. It becomes a hindrance to our prayers being answered and also to receiving healing in our physical bodies. But the individual and all of us are righteous and considered by God righteous in Christ Jesus. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In other words, it can really accomplish a lot. Availeth much simply means it has much force or it exercises force. Uh, it's able to do it, uh, its might to prevail. It's to be of strength, to be whole. It availeth much, but it availeth nothing if we refuse to confess to God our sin. And also, uh, it becomes a hindrance to our communication with God if we have Unforgiveness in our lives now the scripture goes on to say in uh, matthew in uh, mark excuse me eleven twenty three and twenty four twenty five and twenty six it ha- it actually covers several things for verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain and many people don't say to the mountain anything be removed and cast into the sea and it And shall not doubt, there's that wavering doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And once again, if we don't read what it says before that and after that verse, we'll get it out of context. In the previous verse, it talks about having the faith of God. In the next verse, it talks about how to pray, and how to believe. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. You must believe that you receive what you're praying for when you're praying for it, not when you get it. It says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. But then it's conditional, verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father, notice the relationship connected with this, so that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. That's why Jesus taught on the Lord's Prayer, you know, forgive men uh, their trespasses as you forgive us. In verse 26, it says, But if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. And the Bible says that God will not listen to the prayers. He that covereth his sins, not only will he not prosper, but God will not hear him. So, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. If we're gonna have communication, whether in the form of prayer, whether in the form of worship, whether in the form of praise, or whether in the form of just talking with God and meditating upon his word, and we're not going to clear the air of hindrances that are in our way, then our prayers are not only not gonna be heard, they're not gonna be answered. Now, this is something to consider as food for thought and for the imagination. Join us tomorrow on Sunday as we look at a couple of more of these hindrances that can affect our intimate time with God. The Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.